Hey there, I'm Rianne Mullins, and I'm the host of the Balanced Fit and Free podcast. 15 years ago, I lost 65 pounds by revamping my lifestyle in a very realistic and totally manageable way. Now, I teach other women how to ditch the yo-yo dieting cycle and start living a balanced, fit, and happy life through real food, effective exercise, and a powerful mindset. Each week, I'll be popping into your ears to teach you how you, too, can live a balanced and fit life free from unrealistic diets and crazy expectations. Let's go. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Balanced Fit and Free podcast. Super excited to have you here today. I today just want to talk about some kind of random things. There's no like serious theme here. Okay. I want to tell you today about my um, like top lessons that I've learned in my adult years. So yesterday was my 47th birthday, which is crazy to me. And one of my favorite things to do on my birthday is just write out all the things that I've learned and have appreciated over my adulthood. And then I do like to go back and read some of the lists and things that I say in the past and just see like what's changed. Unfortunately, I can't find last year's list. So it's probably on my computer somewhere. But anyway, these are lessons that are kind of a mixture of nutrition, fitness, um, relationships, and even mindset type of lessons. Um, These are just actions and behaviors that I've either stopped doing or have started doing. So if you hear something that sounds like really good and interesting to you, great. Like maybe write it down and consider it for yourself. You'll also hear lessons that probably you already live by, right? So maybe it's just going to, you're hopefully going to just agree with me. But you might hear lessons that you don't agree with, or maybe you just haven't thought about. And that's totally cool. Like, that's what I love about this. This is just my opinion. It's my birthday list of appreciations. And I just wanted to share with you because there might be something that helps you and there might not be. But that's the really cool thing about this is like we get to have our own opinions and do what we want to do with our lives. And I love that. So I, but I do hope that some of these lessons will help you and I'm just going to read them to you and I I have them written down. And so just so I won't forget them, but I want to tell you that none of them are in a specific order. Like there's not one is more important than the other. These are just literally the things I've thought about that have impacted my life and make me feel better. So here they are. The first one is is a really big one actually. And I hope that you'll get what I'm saying. But the first is the stress that we put on ourselves will last way longer and be more damaging than the extra calories that we eat. It's way worse to eat a splurge or too much food and then spend hours or days stressing about it than to just eat the splurge and move on. The anguish and the guilt will have a way worse effect on your body than the thing that you ate. This has been a huge change for me, especially in the last like year. I've spent a lot of time letting go of perfection and guilt, especially when it comes around, you know, food. I've been working on this for a really, really long time. But in this last year, I feel like I've finally like truly deeply accomplished it like down to my bones. I feel so confident that I'm no longer going to let food 
like hold power over me. And that's a really huge win. So that's, that was my first lesson. Another one is you cannot out exercise a bad diet. Okay. It's just not going to work. Exercising and eating like crap may have worked really well in your twenties and thirties, but it's not going to cut it in the forties and beyond. Nutrition is the most important aspect to focus on, but it's important to not focus too hard or else it becomes a stressor, as I just mentioned in point number one, right? So yeah, I've been talking about how we can't out exercise a bad diet for a really, really long time. But this year for me, I don't know, something's happened to me <laughs> in the last year. My body is just not the same and it's not responding the same. And so even though I've known this in my brain and in my studies, I'm now seeing it personally in my body that you cannot out-exercise a bad diet. And even though I've been saying that for a really, really long time and believing it and trying really hard to not do it, I think a little part of me was still holding on to that. And so this year has been a really big aha to me in that you know, I've actually reduced how much exercise I'm doing and not much has changed. So I've had to really focus more on my nutrition and that just proves it over and over that nutrition is king or queen, if you prefer the queen, <laughs> over exercise. Okay. So number my number three lesson or thing that I want to share is do not, do not, I repeat, do not take anything personally. So if you listened last week to this podcast, you'll know that one of the four agreements from the book, The Four Agreements, is to not take anything personally. This one has actually been super tough for me, but ever since I've really worked to not take anything personally, man, I feel so much better. I see people on Facebook saying things like, I know this post was about me. Like, okay, so the other day, let me explain what I mean here. The other day, I have a friend who posted a quote on Facebook. And she said, I just saw this on somebody's Facebook and I know it's about me. I know that they did this because of me and whatever they can come, they can come at me all they want. And I had to stop and laugh because I knew what she meant. She saw somebody posted a thing and she must be having a, you know, something going on with this person. And so she assumed that this person posted this post about them. Right. And so I get where she's coming from, but Here's the thing. We can't take everything personally. Maybe it had nothing to do with her, right? I bet it wasn't. Okay. We read into things when we're not happy with ourselves. Okay. And usually people are not even thinking about us or about you, right? People mostly think about themselves. So we cannot take everything personally. We, we can't take anything personally. Okay. So I love that. And I promise you, if you stop taking things personally, you're going to be a lot happier. Okay. My next lesson is about sleep. <laughs> Get a lot of sleep. I have said this recently in the podcast and with my clients and, you know, on Facebook and stuff, but I have been sleeping between eight to 10 hours every single night for probably six months now. And I cannot tell you how much better I feel. Sleep is absolutely the superhero of recovery and growth. If you're not sleeping, it's very, 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 very important. Okay. Work on it. Work on it so you can start sleeping better. Sleep is the time that our body repairs and heals. 
And this is how we get stronger and how we grow physically and mentally. And I know like it might sound weird as an adult to think about growing. You know, usually we like want our kids to grow. You know, you have your kids sleep a lot because they're growing and you we know that that's when they grow and we know it's important. So I think as adults, we assume that we're done growing and so we don't need as much sleep, but it's not true, okay? We want to continue to grow. When you work out, your muscles, the whole point of working out, like especially strength training, is to grow your muscles, right? To grow them so that they will keep your uh, tendons and ligaments strong so that you can continue to stand up and sit down out of your chair so you can do functional things in life. We need muscles and we need them to grow because as we age, we start to lose muscle. Okay. So it's important to work hard on those muscles so that we can grow them back or keep them, maintain them and stay strong. This means, you know, better balance. This means just better functionality in our life. So sleep, please, please, please work on your sleep. Okay. If you need help with that, let me know. My fifth point or lesson is kind of in the same world is rest days are a must. Okay. So you guys, I used to work my ass off until I could no longer move. Like I would push and push and push my body until I literally dropped. The first sign of my exhaustion would be my disdain for my husband for no reason at all. (laughs) Like, Like I knew when I started to like despise my husband for no reason, like he could just walk in the room and I'd be like, oh, I hate you. <laughs> like, I knew that I had overworked. So the poor guy, like he totally got the brunt of my exhaustion. Totally not fair. Totally terrible. But it just was the truth. You know, I would start to feel really grumpy and tired and hungry and just mean. And then I would feel guilty for not being a nice person like I wanted to be. And then it would all come down to like the fact that I was overworking my body and not getting enough recovery time from my workouts and just working. Since I've relaxed my expectations of myself, right? Like I was saying earlier, like how much I work out. Um, I don't teach as many classes because I finally decided my body and my health was more important than seeing how many classes I could teach in a week. Um, I've relaxed like how much work I get done You know, I, if I don't get as much done in one day, instead of beating myself up over it, I just, I'm like, all right, well, it'll be there tomorrow. Like, I totally feel like a new person. Okay. I'm so much more calm and just truly happy. And that makes my husband happy because I'm not getting angry with him for no reason at all. Like seriously, but you think about it though. If you start feeling really grumpy to the people you love the most, stop and just ask yourself, like, am I like overworking? Like, why do I feel this way? Because usually it's not because of them. Usually again, it's because of you, because you're doing something that's making you unhappy. And we tend to take it out on the people we love the most. So get some rest. It's super important, not just sleeping, but taking days off from exercise, taking days off from work, having a day to just be, it's okay. Like I promise you, like you don't have to be productive every second of your life. It's just not worth it. Sometimes, you know, life is about having fun and enjoying it and resting. Okay. My next point is something I talk about all the time, but this should just tell you how much I believe in it. Eating protein, fiber, and water. So eating protein and fiber and drinking a lot of water or being hydrated will keep you full and satisfied for hours 
and will keep your blood sugar more stable, preventing big crashes and huge cravings. Okay, this means better energy and hopefully less fat storage. Protein is especially important as we age because each year, like I said earlier, we naturally start to lose muscle and it's harder and harder to build it back. But protein can help you. Protein and strength training together can maintain your muscle, okay, or grow muscle if you need it. Okay, this is important. It's important to stay younger, right? We want to stay as young as long as possible. Okay, meaning we don't want to have to be using walkers. We don't want to have to let people do stuff for us. We don't want to, you know, be feel weak, right? We want to maintain this as this youth and this strength as long as we possibly can, right? Just to live our best life. So focusing on protein, super important. Eating protein is going to help you maintain your muscle, okay? And keep your blood sugar better. So protein and fiber and water are super important to focus on, okay? And then my next point is kind of in the same line. Carbs are not evil. Instead of thinking of carbs as a bad thing, think about pairing them with protein, fiber, and or fat. They do best when they are dressing up other food, okay? So one of the biggest points in my 12-week program is to teach about blood sugar, if we're spending a lot of time eating a bunch of useless carbs, such as breads, cookies, cakes, and things like potato chips, then we're probably having a much higher blood glucose level over time, which will lead to insulin resistance, which just means that your body will not be able to utilize those carbs as effectively and can lead you to type 2 diabetes, low energy, and fat gain. So choose the better carbs, vegetables and whole grains, okay? But remember to always pair them with protein. Recently, I've been eating peanut butter and jelly sandwiches like crazy. I finally found some sourdough gluten-free bread, which, by the way, is not very healthy. I mean, it has, like, stuff in it to make it taste good, so it's not, like, perfect or anything, but I like it. And I had missed eating peanut butter and jelly, so I've been eating peanut butter and jelly on bread, yes, but I always pair it with a protein shake. So it's delicious and satisfying, but I'm not worried about it because I know that pairing my jelly and bread, which is going to be not the best carbs in the world, but pairing those with the peanut butter, which is a healthy fat and the protein from the protein shake is kind of balancing it all out. So I feel good about it and I love it. And I'm going to keep eating those darn peanut butter and jelly sandwiches as long as I want to. All right. My next point is accountability and support are very important, super important to everybody, but very important to me. I have hired coach after coach. Some have worked out and some have not. Some worked for a while and then I needed to switch. But overall, knowing that I have support from someone who's not my husband or a family member or just a friend is really important to me. You know, it's like having this outside source, this objective point of view, having someone looking in on your life, hearing what you have to say, hearing what you want to accomplish, and then guiding you and supporting you is really important. I love it. Okay. And maybe one day I won't need it, but as long as I'm growing in my business and working on being the best me that I can, I will always have a coach. So even as somebody who is a coach to other people for nutrition and fitness, I've had other nutrition coaches just to help me stay on track or to help me figure out things, you know, that aren't feeling so good to me. And I've had a fitness coach, okay. That I've used 
several times to help me with my weight programs and to help me um, figure out, you know, my recovery days. So even though I understand, I understand a lot. I've been doing this a really long time. I understand nutrition in and out and I understand fitness in and out, but it's way easier to help someone else than it is to help yourself. So even you listening to this, you know, you might feel like, oh, listening to podcasts and reading Google articles and things are enough to give you information to help you. And that's great if you feel really good with that. But if you haven't had a coach, if you haven't been a part of a coaching group, I would highly recommend it. And I would highly recommend you have me. But even if it's not me, it's fine. Like I want you to understand that having a coach is priceless. Okay. It's worth the investment to have somebody helping you from the outside. It is very beneficial. Okay. So I personally, I just hired another coach and I'm really excited because in January um, I'll be starting with this coach and I signed on for six months and it was a huge investment, but I know that I need it. And it's not for my body. It's for my business because I'm ready to take my wellness business to another level and I need the guidance and I need the support and I need somebody to hold me accountable to do the work. So, so if you're feeling like that in your business or at work or in your personal life and your nutrition, whatever, really consider it because it's very helpful. Okay. Another point, totally remember I told you these were in no order. So this is way different, but I hate to take pills. I, for many, many, many years, refused to take supplements because I thought they were a waste. Um, I didn't want to take vitamins because I thought they were a waste. I had read at one point that if you took vitamins, you peed them out. <laughs> so I was like, well, I'm not going to do that. It's dumb. So for years, I fought it. I fought it. I fought it. But I have finally found the magic formula of supplements for me for now. I'm sure it'll change because things change, right? We're always moving and changing and growing. So for now, you know, I have really found the right mixture. So I have this pill box. Okay. And it's on the kitchen counter. It's really beautiful. If people come over, I throw it in the cabinet, but I have it on the kitchen counter next to the sink because I know if I see it, I remember to take it. Okay. So I have my morning supplements. It's like this big old bulky pill box. It's like the morning supplements or every Sunday I fill it up for the week. I have my morning supplements in the one section and then my evening supplements in the other section. So I love it. I've been consistent and I feel amazing. Now I will admit when I run out of, of a particular supplement, sometimes I forget to reorder it and it might be a week or two off, but I've gotten so used to these supplements that if I'm a week or two off of even one of them, I can tell. And I can tell because my sleep gets messed up. And you know, I told you earlier, I love my sleep. So if my sleep is messed up, I am not happy. So that's when I'm like, oh, shoot, I probably forgot to order something. So then I go do it. Okay. So I no longer see um, taking supplements as a weakness. I don't know why I thought it, I thought it was like weak. It was like, I just want to eat natural. I'm going to have all whole food and I'm going to exercise and get vitamin D from the sun. And like, I had this whole, like, I don't know. I just was like, I just didn't want to spend money on something like vitamins that supposedly were a waste if you weren't taking them correctly. So anyway, I, now I take, and you, I'm not saying you should do this, but for me, this works for me. I take a vitamin D, take K2, I take a B complex. 
Um, I use ashwagandha, which is a, helps me with um, stress reduction, and I take it at night to help go to sleep. I always take a probiotic, and recently I learned it's a good idea after three months to change the brand or the type of probiotic. So if you've been taking the same probiotic for years, switch it up. You can always go back to one you like, but try to switch it up for a couple months. Um, I also take something called black cumin seed oil. That's also for inflammation. I take that instead of a fish oil. Okay. And fish oil is highly recommended, but for me, like this is doing the job. Um, I also take something called NAC. It's a detoxer. Okay. Because my body naturally does not want to detox. So by taking that, it really helps. And I also have recently started taking something called LDN. It's low dose naltrexone. And that is also helping keep my inflammation down. And that is not a supplement. That's an actual uh, medication. But I've been taking that to help keep my inflammation down from my Hashimoto's. And then, of course, I do take thyroid. So I fought so hard to not take medication or supplements. And then just one day I realized they would actually support me more than trying to do all the work without them. So I feel healthy. I'm energetic. My labs, my blood labs have been coming back great. And just overall, I'm very happy with my health. And so it's okay if you need support from supplements. Okay. All right. So I'm almost, I'm getting there. So the next lesson I learned is my body is not the same as it was when I was 35 and I'm having to learn to be okay with it. So I realized recently that I am just as happy not being as fit and a certain weight. Okay. As I am a little heavier and not in as good of shape, like it's okay. I'm not trying to win a prize for the fittest person on the world. You know, I'm not trying to be like an Arnold Schwarzenegger or a <laughs> whatever. And I'm not trying to be on the stage and having people judge my body or my weight. I'm not trying to win any races or I'm not trying to be some, you know, professional athlete. So letting go of always wanting to maintain the weight loss I had from years ago has started to serve me much more than staying that same weight. Okay. I felt like when I lost weight, you know, I lost 65 pounds and I say 65 pounds, but it may have been a little more. Um, but that's kind of like what I remember the most is that 65 pound mark. And so I think for a long time, because I tell people that and, and I, it's truth, but I think forever I thought, wow, now, because I've told everyone that I have to do it forever and ever and ever, and I can't gain any weight and I'll be a loser. And like, I've had this pressure in my brain for so long. And then finally I was like, you know, I don't have to be there forever. Like it's fine. Right. In fact, I fluctuate up and down pretty regularly five to six pounds. And honestly, I've been a little bit more on the upside, like the six pounds, like I'm approaching that number that, you know, we all have this number on the scale that we don't want to go over. It's like our max number Well, I'm there. And, but here's the thing, I don't have less quality of life, right? I'm very healthy. And there's just no reason to fight hard to lose six pounds. It's six pounds. Like in the scheme of things, six pounds is really like nothing. Instead, I'm focusing on just staying strong and balanced and happy. So I hear from women all the time and they call me or send me a message and they're like, you know, I just I have this like five to six, seven pounds that I really, really need to, leave, to lose to be happy. And when I think about it, it kind of makes me sad for them because, you know, relying on the scale to determine your happiness 
especially for five to six to seven pounds, that's just, that just doesn't sound right. You know, I never am going to let the scale decide my happiness ever again. That is a huge thing, such a huge win in my life. So to lose five to eight pounds can actually be very hard, right? Very hard. And it'll take a lot, a lot of discipline and a lot of work. Do you really want to spend all of that time and energy and work just to lose five to eight pounds? I mean, if so, that's fine. If that's what you want, great, right? I just, for me, I don't know that I want to work that hard for just so little bit of weight, right? I mean, will people even notice if we lose five to six, seven pounds? Probably not, right? You might notice and you might feel better and that's fine. That's all that really matters. But but that's a lot of work because when you get to the point where you only have that little bit of little bit to work with, the to lose, your body is going to fight you hard to keep it. So you just have to decide, is it really worth it? Now, if you have 15 plus pounds to lose, yeah, it might be worth that fight. It might be worth like, and it's not even really much of a fight. The more you have to lose, it's actually, people get mad at me when I say this, but it's actually easier to lose weight the more you have to lose because your body can let go. But when your body's fighting to keep that five pounds, it's going to be a lot of work. And I just don't know that I have the energy or the desire to fight it anymore because I have better things to focus on. Okay. And I hope that you do too. So another lesson I learned is, um, I I've actually talked about this a lot recently and maybe not necessarily on the podcast, but with clients, but I've tried really hard to stop being a people pleaser. I've spent my entire life being a people pleaser, making everybody else happy before me. And so I've been really trying hard to like, think about me first and not always, always, always putting others happiness before mine. But I had a realization. Why is it bad for me to want to help people and be nice? Right? Like what's wrong with that? Absolutely nothing. But I think there's a fine line between being a people pleaser and just being a nice person. There's a huge difference really. I say a fine line, but there's a big difference. So I'm going to continue being kind and nice to people, even when they may not deserve it from me. I choose this because I think we never know what's happening with someone else and being kind to them may be exactly what they need, which may be exactly what I need. Like making other people happy gives me a ton of joy. So I do want to kind of still be a people pleaser. I just need to do it to a point that I don't let people take advantage of me, right? So I'm really seeing the difference between letting people walk all over me and just being kind because I want to be. So this has been daily work for me for years to not let people walk on all over me. And it's hard for me not to let people because I do care and I do want to help people, but I'm really working on the difference and choosing to help people and be kind because I want to, but not letting them take advantage of me. Okay. So I hope that that, I hope that you get something out of that because I think especially women, have a really hard time with that. And it's like, I think it's partly how we've grown up is like women are supposed to be nice and kind and help everyone and be sweet and, you know, like sugar and spice and everything nice, you know, that whole thing. And I, I just, I think that it's okay to not be a people pleaser too. Okay. Unless you want to be. All right. And then I'm going to, I'm going to go ahead and skip some of these things, but I want to say this one, you know, my circle of friends and my circle of trust, I like to say, 
is getting much smaller. I'm no longer going to give my time to people that are not in alignment with me. Okay. So I just got done saying, I like to be kind to people and help people. And I do, I mean that, but who I choose to spend my personal time with has really changed. Okay. So of course there are so many people I adore and I will continue to be friendly with, but I'm keeping my circle of trust much smaller and it feels so much better. I cannot continue to spread myself then between six different groups of friends. I just, I just can't do it anymore. I don't have time for that. When I start thinking about all the people I like and want to hang out with, I really um, realized that I was spending more time just trying to figure that out than actually enjoying the time and spending time with the people I really want to see and be with. Right. So I don't mean it to be rude, right? It's not, I just don't want to allow people to take my time that don't deserve it as much as others. We only have so much time and energy. And I feel like I need to use that time and energy with the people that mean the most to me. So, you know, that means nothing against anyone. I have a lot of friends and a lot of acquaintances, but I'm going to spend my time with those that are truly in alignment with me and who are giving me back just as much energy as I give to them. So, um, okay. So I'm just going to share one more. I have a bunch more, but I'm, this is taking way longer than I meant to. So, this is it. Um, I have had a really hard time lately with this whole aging thing, right? And I don't know, I haven't really had a hard time with it, but a little bit of a hard time because I think of one thing I used to love to go out and like be a party person, right? I love to go out and dance and drink and have a fun old time. But now, right, I cannot wait to get home get my cozy blanket and a hot cup of tea and watch some stupid movie or read a book or just chill with my husband. It is so fun, right? It is so fun to do that. And it's really fun to go out, but I much, much prefer going out at like 5 PM. Like what blue light special, anybody? (laughs) Anyway, I like to go out at five and be home on my couch in my jammies by like 839. Okay. That's what's fun to me. That's what I love to do now. Okay. And this was just hard for me to grasp because I really do like to be social. Okay. I just want to be social in my pajamas and slippers with some tea in my hand. (laughs) Right. And, and I was really afraid that this just made me old and maybe it does. But then I realized that I've had plenty of years and time to be that party person that I used to be. And I did it really well for a really long time. So maybe just those days are gone and I just have to be okay with it. So, okay. I had written out 15 things, but I gave you like 12 or 13. Um, and those things have just been kind of on my mind, you know, as this, another year passes in my life. So aging doesn't have to be bad. It's, it's beautiful. And the changes that come along with it are actually great. And here I am, I'm getting close to being an empty nester and I'm so excited to see like what is next in my life right? What, what will life bring next? And yeah, I'm a little sad. My baby is going to be going to college next year. And that kind of freaks me out, but it's actually what is supposed to happen, right? Like they're not supposed to stay with us forever. In fact, they do kind of start to drive you crazy. And I definitely think God does that on purpose so that you want them to leave. (laughs) And, And we're approaching that feeling. 
But instead, you know, instead of thinking of it as a sad thing, I'm embracing it and getting pretty pumped to see what else, you know, I could do in this amazing life. There's still a lot of time and a lot of really cool things left. So you guys, I want to thank you for being here. This is episode 92. I set out two years ago, almost, almost to the day with the hope to do one episode a week for a year. Well, I have done it, except I've missed four weeks over the total of two years. And actually, that's pretty darn good. So I'm going to get it. I'm going to continue going on with this in 2023. But I would love to hear from you. Like, what do you like about the episodes? Um, What do you not like? Okay, what do you wish I would talk more about? Is there a topic you'd like to hear more about? Is there something that you would like to hear? Is there somebody you know, you'd like me to interview, like, what are you thinking? Like if to continue hearing these episodes and to continue to want to listen to them, what do I need to keep you here? Like, I would love to hear your opinion and I will take all opinions at heart. And if they align with where my business is going and with what I want to do, then I absolutely will talk about it. If you throw out something that totally has nothing to do with what I do, then, you know, I probably won't, then I would recommend it to somebody else. But, you know, I really do care about your opinion though. And I want to keep you here as long as possible. So, um, the other thing that I just want to mention is that, um, I will be doing a vision board and goal setting workshop again in January, 2023. So if you're interested or if you attended last year, I would love to have you back. Um, if you didn't attend and you would like to, you know, set some goals for the year and, and maybe learn how to create a vision board online, um, that's coming soon. So definitely check it out. I will be sending out information via email and, you know, on Instagram and Facebook and all that soon. And then finally, if you are not already a member of club BFF, January would be an amazing time to join. We're going to be kicking off the year with a dry January. Okay. So many people do dry January to stop alcohol, but with my group, what I'm going to recommend or suggest is to consider giving up either a food, a drink, a habit or behavior that is holding them back from being their best self. Okay. So that might be alcohol. It might be fudge. It might be poor relationships. It might be, you know, gluten. It might be, you know, whatever, like it can be whatever they need to be dry from. So the club BFF group is amazing. We have these monthly group calls, coaching calls that have been awesome. Um, I've been hearing great feedback from people and saying how much it's been really helping them. Also, the really cool thing about club BFF is we have a private community where you can ask questions anytime and I'm there to answer them. And I will. You just have to ask because I can't read your mind. So if people need help, then they can reach out through our community and I will give them some guidance and support. So anyway, check it out. I hope that you have an amazing rest of your year and I'm super excited to have you back in 2023 and I will see you then. Have a good one. Thanks for being here. Thank you for tuning into the Balanced Fit and Free podcast. I'm over here giving you a virtual high five. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss a single episode. And if you are looking for a crew of amazing women who are also seeking a balanced fit and free lifestyle, be sure to join my exclusive community on Facebook. The link is waiting for you in the show notes. Until next time, keep your thoughts positive and your coffee hot.